0: hey guys we're back again with another episode of girl meets show uh the relationships podcast for people who are in relationships with their tvs so this week we're gonna keep going with our top three but again we'll probably read our bonus things too oh definitely yeah we can't not we make the rules here and rules are meant to be broken (laughs) exactly this is our podcast, and we'll podcast about whatever we want. To. Exactly. So, this week, we're going to be ranking our top TV intros. Mm-hmm. Our favorite three opening credits of all time. And this isn't original song. No, not it's not a theme song countdown, but we'll save that for another time. Jordan, what was your number three? My number three is Pretty Little Liars. What? I absolutely love the Pretty Little Liars opening credits. Okay, I did too, and I'm now I'm sad I didn't even think about it. I was so excited when I remembered it today. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I scratched off my other ones, and I was just so excited. It's just, it's actually really... There's nothing on the actual show that's anything like those opening credits. It's very weird and very creepy. And the theme song is super creepy. Mm-hmm. Just the whole thing is cool. And the first time I w- ever watched Pretty Little Liars, I kind of assumed it would be just your typical ABC Family cheeser show. and then it's I s- not. Yeah. And it definitely is in a good way. But the credits made me... I was like... I like kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, wait, what? I, I never really skip the credits. I love it every time. And I love how they change it for Halloween. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. It's just over the top and weird. And I think we'll... We'll link out to our favorites on our Twitter account, I think. Yeah. We'll show those so that if you haven't watched these shows, you'll get to see them because they're really great. They are really great. Okay, Taylor, what's your number three phase? So I ranked mine kind of similarly to how you did. I was thinking about what shows do I never skip the intro? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, This was really hard for me, but I think that my number three is... Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, that's such a good one. I'm so mad I didn't remember that. (laughs) We're both jealous of each other. Yeah. (laughs) That one is so good. I have that on a... I have the song on a playlist on Spotify. It's on Spotify? Yeah, it is. And it makes me feel really good about yourself. You just, like, can't help but sing along and dance to it. I mean, maybe not dancing, but... (laughs) 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 But it's just so good every time. The song and what's happening. And it's Mm -hmm. really good at telling a full-length story um, in a short amount of time. Yeah. Well, and it was so funny because those viral video remixes were huge. Mm -hmm. They were so funny. And so I just love it. That's such a good pick. Thank you. Okay, what was your second? My second favorite is Bob's Burgers because... Every time, well, first of all, I love that it's really short and it's a cute little little song that mm-hmm. I really like and don't get tired of. But also, every single time they have the shop next door to them and the an exterminator van that drives past. Every single episode has a different named shop and exterminator van, and they're all hilarious puns. Um, one of my all-time faves is the exterminator van. It drives past and it says. So you think you have ants, <laughs> and it's in the so you think you can, you can dance, um, same font and everything, I and it's it. so funny. Another one is um, they it's resisting a uh, rest sleep therapy. <laughs> it's just like that's basically my exact sense of humor, mm-hmm. and is. I just I love it, and it's it I love that it's different every episode, and I think I just like to think about the writer's room when they're brainstorming those and it just cracks me up it's just so funny so that's my number two i had a feeling that that was going to be on your list but (laughs) i've never even seen the opening credits because i haven't watched it so i was just taking a wild guess and i was right you know me so well um okay i'm interested i'm trying to guess what your number one is i feel like you probably you won't be surprised by it okay i think it's something we've talked about before okay well, my number two is Freaks and Geeks. I think it was solidified. This is really weird. <laughs> but me and Jordan went to the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah. And she plays... What's the song called? <laughs> <laughs> Reputation. Yeah. I guess Bad Reputation, right. I think, is the full title. The Joan yeah. Jett song. Yeah. So she played that before she came out on stage. And it was just... Like, the perfect opener to the Reputation tour. Yeah. We were we were just in shock. We were like, that's so brilliant. How did yeah. we not even connect the dots that that song is something she should be like? playing? Yeah. yeah. So, and I just, high school picture day, it's just all so classic. And everyone, you can see who their character is just from that opening <laughs> credits so, so good. i love it do you want to guess my number one I without don't. looking at my notes no. i was not cheating i saw your eyes no. moving around <laughs> in that direction i don't i don't know it's, it's freaks and geeks okay. <laughs> i had a feeling but i was like i feel like she would have already mentioned it no it's there's just no better credits out there it's so good you're right that you could even just watch the credits alone and you would have a great feel for the show and I love that you can see the the characters that who are taking their picture next in the background like in line like when Jason Segel's rubbing his red eyes because he was he's so high (laughs) taking his school picture and it's just this perfect song and it's just so good that's my number one for sure and I never skip it and I like I don't look at my phone during it like I just watch the whole credits it just makes me really happy I love it It's perfect. I want to guess your number one. Okay. I'm sure you can guess it. Is it it. Mad Men? Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Well, and I was trying to think of other opening credits that are kind of, like, artistic the way that Mad Men's is. Mm -hmm. And there actually aren't very many, I feel like. Um, No. And it's cool because it feels like the show, but there's nothing on the show that looks like that style of art, but it still fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of movies have opening and closing credits that yeah. are really similar to that style. You know what it's like? Did you ever watch Bewitched? Mm-hmm. How there's like, it's like a cartoon at the beginning, yeah. but it's not like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was like, I love this show because it was, it had it started with a cartoon. Yeah. It's kind of like that, which is from that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's true. Eh. <laughs> Sorry, I like choked up my own spit. It fits. It fits. Yeah. So good job guessing. Thank you. I feel okay. like you basically guessed mine too. Yeah, it's true. Um. So what were your bonus ones? I did have Mad Men on mine. I just the song is good too. Yeah. And it's also short. Yeah. Basically, that, yes. That's the key for me. Mm-hmm, I had, same. I have like uh, all of HBOs are really good and really pretty. I had Big Little Lies on mine yeah. as a bonus. That's a good but one. HBOs are also very long. I usually do skip them because they are so long. Mm-hmm. Well, and like Sharp Objects was super long. It was like and it three doesn't change minutes. from episode to episode. No. So I didn't. Fe- I feel like if you watch it once, you're You've good. Seen it all. Maybe you would get what some of the images were as the show went on, but yeah, I didn't but think it's it was kind that of like crucial. A mini movie, yeah. But in Big Little Lies, I just love the little kids dancing and then how the adults dance later. It's really cute. I always think of that shot of the bridge mm-hmm. in yep. that credits. It's really cool. Some of my normal mentions besides Mad Men were Scrubs. Okay. I like the Scrubs intro. It's very short, but I just think it's a cool transition because it has... I don't think you've watched Scrubs. Have you nope. seen any? They just have like each character walking into the room and, like, grabbing a chart and then, like, looking at an x-ray. But they each, like, every second, it's a a different character. And it's just a really short, quick little song that fits the vibe really well. And it's just it's just really good. Good introduction. And I also mentioned Parenthood. Oh, that's a good one, too. It's a little long, mm-hmm. but the song is good. And I just – anything that has, like, old pictures of the cast, mm-hmm. I really like. So Yeah, I do, too. My other bonus one was – the OC, but once you <laughs> said that we weren't really talking about songs, I was like, well, that's kind of the only reason why I'm choosing it.
1: It's is the best because song. It's
0: that California song, every time. It's, icon- it's iconic. About- you can't yeah. spell iconic without OC. Nope, you cannot. Okay, so that's it for our tops. Yeah, so- good top three. Those yeah, thank are good you. Top. You too. Thank you. Okay, next TV news. Yeah, TV news from this week. First thing um they announced today i think it's brand new that Mm -hmm. henry cavill is going to be in a new netflix show called the witcher which i never heard of before but my brother actually texted me today and said that this is one of his favorite video game series and he was like he thinks henry cavill will do a, a good job with that character and he said it's basically like a contract killer for monsters. Yeah, I read a description about it and it literally said he plays a monster hunter and he meets sorcerers and a princess. <laughs> 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 and I that's like all I read because it doesn't sound like something I would be that <laughs> interested in. I I can see myself getting into it, maybe. I like a good fantasy genre every now and again. Yeah. But, yeah, who knows? Well, and he is a movie guy. Yeah. So it'll be interesting seeing him in, like, a series. Mm-hmm. But I I did think he was really charming and kind of surprisingly funny in The Man from U.N.C.L.E. Yeah, it's true. I really liked him. Like, he was yeah, really likable, and too. I never really seen him be so charming, not even since his Count of Monte Cristo days. Yeah. There's a deep cut for you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a big dummy, like, from the one interview he had where he was complaining about the Me Too movement because mm-hmm. now he feels like he can't ask out any girls anymore. And it's like, okay, well, maybe do some more research on that. But <laughs> I'm still willing to see how he does in this show. And he's yeah. he's just beautiful to look at. It's, well, oh, I should have I checked with my brother because it sounds like it's kind of will be set in a different time. But maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of the gimmick too is that it's like modern. I was picturing kind of like, a Van Helsing kind of thing that I have no, nothing to back that up with. I, so I'm picturing like world of Warcraft and I don't really know what that looks like either. So it's just like orcs. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, so the other big TV news from today was the bachelor was announced and this is in no way ever will be a bachelor podcast Because Jordan stopped watching it, like, long, a a while ago, a couple seasons ago. It's 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 a big part of my past, but I just haven't gotten grabbed by any of the latest cast members or anything. But I'll always respect Bachelor Nation. It brought me a lot of joy, especially in college, but I just, like, don't know these people anymore. Yeah, well, they chose Colton, Underwood, and... No one's happy from what I know. If you if you're happy about it, let us know, but I haven't read a single positive review about that. And it just is sad that that show has a lot of potential. So much potential. And it's really entertaining at its core. It's like very um audience driven, but they actually don't really listen to what the audience actually wants. That's so accurate. Even, like, the, uh, the whole Ari thing, because I was excited about Ari because mm-hmm. those were the seasons that I watched, but that was, like, how many years ago? I don't remember when his season was, like, 2011? hmm And if, like, I'm the one, I'm not a current viewer, that's just, it's just kind of, like, almost an insult, like, I don't know. And then his season didn't end up even being good. Yeah. I... My one feedback is, based on Twitter and pictures I've seen, I'm just sad that that grocery store guy didn't get picked because he's a lot better looking. I'm much more attracted to him. Yeah, I was hoping for him too. But I don't even know if he's single or anything. I just know he's very attractive. But no, they good thing they picked another white meathead. <laughs> <laughs> did you have anything else? Yeah, I did read today that Ellen DeGeneres is getting a... Netflix uh special it's coming out December 18th and I'm pretty excited about that because is it a stand-up yeah it's a stand-up special which she hasn't done for ages and I always think she's really funny but it'll be interesting like she's funny she'll do what like a little bit on her talk show for like five minutes or something and then it's all interview which is Mm -hmm. I mean she's really good at that obviously but when she was recently on Dax Shepard's podcast armchair expert He was interviewing her and talking to her about her big break, which was doing stand-up on Johnny Carson back in like the either late 80s or early 90s. I can't remember when that was. But so I looked it up on YouTube and was watching it and it was really, really funny. And I hadn't really seen her do stand-up before. So I'm excited to see how it goes. I just think she's she's naturally very funny, and the special is called Relatable, and I do think she is a relatable comedian. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Um, okay, the last thing that I had was that they that Apple is doing a um, Emily Dickinson comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very interesting. Combo of words. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, and Haley Seinfeld is playing Steinfeld. Sorry, <laughs> Haley Steinfeld is playing Emily Dickinson, and um, Jane Krakowski is playing her mom. And that alone is very interesting to me. And so I guess we'll have to get a an Apple account to watch. I'm interested mm, to see maybe. how these Apple TV shows go. Yeah. Do they have any right now? Is this the first one announced? Well, they've been doing that James Corden um, car- carpool karaoke thing. Oh, is that where that's, supposed like, hosted? Yeah. Hmm. But I don't think I even knew that. That's all I know about it at the moment. Weird. Yeah, yeah, that'll be cool. So I wonder if they'll have, like, will they even have a Roku channel or something? I wonder if you have to have, have you, an I Apple TV. I would imagine that you have to... Subscribe to Apple. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll be the same as the Apple Music, if it's combined or
1: separate.
0: If it's, it's like, Apple Music, then that is just not the show for me. (laughs) That app is so not user-friendly for me. The user is me, and I can't use it. No. And I'm just a very playlist-dependent person, and I could not figure out how to make a playlist to save my life. No. And I had started with Spotify as soon as it was available, so I was already, like, too far in. Yeah, you can't abandon that. No. And you're a playlist person, too. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine how many playlists you would have had to give up. Yeah, so, anyway. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. Well, I do like both of them, especially Jane. Yeah, Love her and 30 Rocks so much. And Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, great. Okay, should we go on to what we've been watching this week? Yes. For both of us, we've been working through our Emmys checklists of trying to catch up before the Emmys, which are September 17th, a Monday, which I still don't get. Me neither. Like, I like a Sunday night awards show. It's Same. It's nice just a chill, and Monday, it's like, and that's my that's my <laughs> feedback. <laughs> um, let's see, which show should we start with? Barry, since we both have been watching that. Yeah, Um Jordan finished it. Mm-hmm. I am, I think, on episode six. Also, we never mentioned this the last time, but we're going to try our hardest not to give any spoilers. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be last week. Yeah. So hopefully we can keep that up. I mean, we will. We'll do our best. I think the only times when we... I feel like we can safely talk about spoilers or for if whenever we recap old shows, yeah, like Friday Night Lights or something yeah. like that. So yeah. that because that's kind of fair game. That's yeah, so shows that have been done for Cause at like, least if you a year. Haven't watched that already, then what are you doing? Turn this off, <laughs> or we'll turn this off. Go watch it and, and then, then come, back. come back. Yeah, even though we're not discussing it this yeah. <laughs> episode. <laughs> Okay, so Barry. <clears throat> it's on HBO. Yeah, and it just... I had no idea what to expect. I didn't oh, know really? anything about it. That's good. That's fun going into yeah. stuff like that. I knew I had to do something about him acting, but I didn't know about the assassin part. You didn't? That must have been a shock. <laughs> it Well, it was because the minute the first scene starts, like, someone has been shot in the head. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pretty violent. I yeah. think it was convincing. Like I, oh, it's, it's nominated before we get into it. It's nominated for best comedy, best, Bill Hader's nominated for best lead actor in a comedy. Henry Winkler's nominated for best supporting actor in a comedy. And Bill Hader's actually nominated for the best director for the oh, pilot episode. Cool. Yeah. And he wrote it too. I think he's nominated for writing, but it might be with A co-writer, too. But yeah, so it's nominated... It actually cleaned up for its very first season. It's nominated Mm -hmm. for a ton of good stuff. One thing that I... I was actually really surprised at how well Bill pulls off the hitman stuff. Like, he's actually good at the action. Yeah. He's very convincing. But half the time, like, in his acting class, he's just this shy like, awkward, quiet guy. Like yeah. just stand. Like, a lot of times he's just standing there, kind of just taking in what everyone else is saying to him. And then when he's a hitman, he's just this, he's confident, It's he's good at what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I thought he pulled off both really well. He's really good in the show. I also, Harry Winkler is just, I didn't know how to, I don't know how to word this. But he's really good at playing characters that think they're really good at their job. (laughs) Yeah, like in Holes. (laughs) Yeah, Holes in in Arrested Development. Oh my gosh. Thinking he's a really good lawyer. That reminds me too. I had this thought that it's called Barry and he's very Zuckerkorn in Arrested Development. Very true. How fun. Look at that. Wonder if that's why they named the show Barry. (laughs) Probably not, but fun little tidbit. <laughs> he is. like kind of like an unfounded confidence. I don't know. It's yeah. it's cool. I like it. He's I good at it like cuz he's out. kind of just like he's a loser, but he doesn't see himself like a loser. Like he's so confident when he's trying to like um get someone to like him and like get them to go on dates with him. Mm-hmm. He's very confident. He's really full of himself with in the acting class and he has this book that he's written. But, but not that he's a bad actor. It's just funny because he's just, like, not current. He is an actor who, instead of actually acting and acting jobs, he's teaching an acting class. Those who can't teach, but... No. Those who can't do, teach. <laughs> <laughs> Those who can't teach, do. You all know. They're the lucky time ones.
1: Time. <laughs> um.
0: There's this other guy in it who is so horrifyingly ugly, but he's actually hot in real life. Oh, Hank. Yeah. He's, he's um, completely he's, bald I'm, i no I can't eyebrows. even say, like, he's was in Parenthood. But yeah, I saw that on IMDb. I, I didn't know him. His name's Anthony Kerrigan. But he he's reminds so me funny in this, of though. James McAvoy in Split. Yeah, I can see that. But he's really funny. Yeah, Everything he says cracks me up. He's probably the funniest part of it all. Yeah, and I feel like it's in a different way because he plays this um, Chechenian. He's he's like a criminal. I mean, he's not like the mob boss, but he's kind of like the number two guy in the Chechenian mafia or mm-hmm. something like that. And he and it's different than a show that's like trying to make the bad guys like funny and charming. He's just like weirdly very funny because he's just like kind of this pleasant guy, and he's always he like loves Barry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just it's it's really interesting. I, he really is really funny. Oh, another thing that is really cool about Barry is that one of the best guys out there right now, Hiro Murai, directed quite a few episodes, and he he's the one who directs mo- any. Basically, to me, it seems like any episode of Atlanta that Donald Glover doesn't direct, Hiro directs it. Yeah. Like he directed Teddy Perkins, which I think is just one of the top three episodes of any tv ever it's amazing and he's nominated for best director for that episode actually this year so if you haven't watched that yet that's something you should turn this off and watch it right now anyway if you can you have to like sell your soul to find fx shows my friend today was actually just telling me they were canceling their xfinity account and but she recorded all the atlantas when they were on so, her and her husband watched like six episodes last night and two this morning, and they still <laughs> needed to watch like one or two. And they were waiting to cancel it till they finished watching them because they that. wouldn't have any access to them anywhere else. It's crazy. They used to be, I right now have the Hulu that also has live TV on it. Mm-hmm. And it was the best because FX shows were on there, and so I could watch all the new Atlanta episodes, and now they're gone. Yeah, FX takes them off. And, I'm and that's like, why well, I can't watch The Assassination of Giovanni Versace. Versace. Yeah. I tried to watch that, but I can't find it. I can buy it, but I can't find it anywhere. But, like, what if you don't like it? Yeah. And you're already paying for the streaming services. Exactly. Dang, that's how they get you. Do we want to talk about the guest appearance on Barry? Or do we want to leave that as a surprise? (gasps) Well, here's what I have written down from before Taylor watched it. I said, there's a cameo that we all, but especially Taylor, will greatly enjoy. So if you... Listen to last week's episode then that kind of narrows it down of who maybe has some ties to Saturday Night Live and would come in to Bill Hader's new show. And it's literally like 5 seconds long. Yeah, it's so short. But I rewound it literally 7 <laughs> times. <laughs> it makes sense. So, you'll have to watch it and find out who we're talking about, but mm-hmm. fun little you teaser. You probably already know. Yeah, devotees of this podcast will f- yeah. be able to figure it out. Another note I had was that we we were recently watching the cinematic gem, Just Friends. I actually, that was my last <laughs> note that I had, too. And the brother on there, Christopher Marquette, he is in Barry, and he's really good. Yeah, he's really good, and... Looks really different and older, and I was like, yeah. how do I know this person? And then as soon as I looked it up, I was mad that I didn't <laughs> figure it out on my own. That's the worst feeling. Yeah. I also saw that they, I think they're taking Just Friends off Netflix. Oh, well, I got the DVD. So. Yeah, that's true. But still annoying, because I do hate having to change the input yeah. and then open the DVD player. It's a lot. But I do have the DVD, so you're, you can you it. A long-distance relationship, if you will. <laughs> Exactly. Uh long distance is just so difficult. <laughs> okay, um oh. I oh, oh, sorry. Just one more thing about yeah. Barry. I highly recommend watching the behind the scenes featurettes after the episodes if, when you're watching it on HBO cuz they're really interesting. And it's it's Bill and the um one of the writers mm-hmm. and they it's just really cool. I highly recommend cuz there were some where usually I don't watch those cuz sometimes I feel like I don't think they're interesting, but these ones in particular were really cool because they talk about how their writing process, they were like, oh, I guess we have to kill this person because we kind of wrote ourselves into a corner, and I was like, you didn't know what you were going <laughs> to do yet, but it was just cool, it just worked, and it was fun seeing uh, Bill Hader talk about it too, From because I just, I know him as usually a comedian if not just acting like in Skeleton Twins and stuff. Like, I've never... I don't know if... I can't... I don't, didn't look up to see if he's directed or written any other things. But it was just cool seeing him. You just watch him as an actor and then seeing him talk about it from behind the camera and stuff, and it was really cool. I'm excited to finish it. I'll probably finish it tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's quick. It really breezes yeah. by. Those 30-minute episodes are just what so I, the way I need. to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've been... This weekend... It was Labor Day weekend, so it was pretty easy to get a lot of TV under our belts. Yeah, um, I started and finished the marvelous Miss Maisel, Mrs. Maisel, and it was really the craziest part about that show to me was watching Ra- Rachel Brosnan. Mm-hmm. She had you ever watched anything with her in it before? No, I that was the first thing I've seen her in. Yeah, so she was in House of Cards, and I'm a big house of cards fan she literally couldn't be any more different than really? who she is in house of cards full disclosure i have not watched house of cards yeah. yet so i was able to understand Morris to why she won the golden globe for this role because oh yeah that's a good point it was really good like her Comparing the two, it was pretty crazy. But my other favorite surprise in, in this show was her friend Susie is played by Alex Borstein. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know she was going to be in it. But if you don't know who that is, it's um, Miss Ungermeyer from the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> and if you still don't know who she is, then we probably can't be friends because that's very important to me. <laughs> and she's really really funny and Lizzie McGuire. She was Aguirre. really good in it. Yeah. Like yeah. I really liked it. She's a highlight I think for yeah. sure in the cast. She's really good. I'm trying to think of what else. Um oh they throw like two and um, there's a New Year's Eve party scene in it. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I think so. It's not like that. I watched this a while it's, ago. It's, it's like a throw like it's a memory that she has, but I Oh, yeah. I'm I, always I just on the hunt for good party ideas in TV and film, and it gave I I think it's one of the best um, New Year's Eve parties I've seen portrayed on TV. Next to my number one is Phantom Thread, but mm, the balloons yeah. and everything. But yeah, this one had a lot of balloons and it was really pretty. Yeah, the sets in this show are crazy. Like, where did they? How did they? Like, you know, yeah. when they're doing that kind of walkthrough shot mm-hmm. with. Miss Maisel and Lizzie McGuire, lady, and they're just like, Lizzie she's just Mac like Taylor following lady. through the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's really good. And the clothes are just perfect. Yeah. I just, a lot of the details are really cool. They like go to this hot dog store, and the branding is really, really good. It's just like little <laughs> things that maybe most people don't even really pay attention to, but I always appreciate those little extra things that they do. Yeah, I feel like if you were to make a show, you would, it would be like the details would be crazy. You and the like, storyline re- would be really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the details would just be real, especially even better than the storyline. You it would <laughs> distract people well enough from <laughs> yeah. the storyline. But my main thing about that show is that if I knew Marvelous Miss Maisel, I keep saying Miss, but it's Mrs. Whatever. And if I knew her in real life, she's a person I would hate. (laughs) So I think that was, like, my biggest problem is that I, like, liked her character and, like, felt sorry for her and, like, empathetic for her. But I was like, I would never be friends with you. (laughs) Did you feel that way? No, she didn't. I mean, she's not, like, a perfect character, which I think is very, like... Amy Sherman Palladino, because yeah. she's a lot like Lorelai. I yeah. felt like there were. She was almost, in some ways, a combo of Rory, because like she. Well, there's a lot the of dialogue things she does. is very similar to the way that Rory and Lorelai communicate. Totally. It's oh, just and like we're very, talking about Gilmore Girls, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Um. It's the same writer. Yeah. And creator. Mm-hmm. It's true. It almost. It's, it's interesting because I feel like. Something people say a lot about Gilmore Girls is that the dialogue feels very, like, kind of old-timey movies, like um, like His Girl Friday kind of classics, where it's just, like, quick back-and-forth, snappy little quick references and insults and stuff. And it almost sounds more like the era of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel than it did... In the 2000s with Gilmore Girls. Totally. So it's like, it's just, Amy Sherman Palladino has a very retro vibe with her dialogue that is very distinct. And I think it fits really naturally for this era. But other than that, I did really like it. And I'm excited for the second season. They still don't have a release date, but it's like sometime in November. So you all have time to watch it. Mm -hmm. And it's on Amazon. And it was a pretty quick watch. Yeah, I last week I said that I thought it didn't stand a chance to win for best comedy, mm-hmm. but I read this other article that said that they think that's the front runner. That it was one of those what should win versus what will win, and they said Atlanta should win, but Marvelous Mrs. Maisel will win. And I was actually way surprised by that because I still think that Atlanta's the one to beat. It's already yeah. proven to be an Emmy's favorite, and it's not like the Emmys. Um, aren't that? It's not like they're against giving repeat awards. No. Look at Big Bang, er, <laughs> not the Big Bang Theory. Think uh, no, is. well, I'm thinking of um except don't tell my dad he loves the Big bang, bang. Oh, theory. I'm sorry. It's okay. I didn't say anything bad. I just oh, said, he knows my feelings about that show. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Jim Parsons is who I'm thinking yeah. of because he's won like a million times. Yeah, and Modern Family always used to win. The only – which I like when things get um, – I like switching it up, you know, yeah. with the awards. Unless it's but Julia Louis-Dreyfus because, like, every yeah. But Veep has won, I fully support it. Oh, for sure. they, they I'm never sad to see Veep win, and specifically Julia, because she's just the queen. She's yeah. the best. And she always earns it, and, you know, she works so hard. She's just the best. And I feel like I'm probably going to feel that way about Atlanta, too. Just because yeah, I feel so. like anything I watch, like – I love, I really liked Barry a lot. I, that's probably one of my favorite shows I've watched this year so far. And I also really like, these are all really good shows, mm-hmm. but I just feel like Atlanta just it's, raises that bar. Cause it's just like, not only a well-made show and well-acted and written, but it's just, the ideas are just on another level. It's just yeah. nothing can really match it for me. So no. I just don't see anything beating it or I don't see myself being happy. If anything else beats it, cause no. so I just don't think it's fair. Um, The last show that we both have been kind of watching um, is Insecure. Mm -hmm. I'm all the way caught up, so I've just been watching the new episodes, Mm -hmm. but Jordan just started it. When did you start it? I started it, did I start it Friday? I think I started it Friday, and and now I'm done. Oh, you're done. (laughs) Well, I didn't catch up. I decided to stop at season two because that's what's nominated, so I didn't want to... Yeah. Like, skip over. Plus, since I binged those, I don't have to wait for new episodes, so I might wait till all of season three is done. Good idea. But, yeah. I was gonna do that, but then I got impatient. It's just so good. And I saw, like, Issa was posting about stuff, and I wanted to be in the know. So, Issa. Yeah. Who do I have to talk to about getting her to be my personal life coach? Seriously. I've And I've never seen a more beautiful smile in the world. there's no one there's no better smile out there there's no one better that show I really liked Insecure it was first of all really funny laugh out loud funny consistently but I it also just it it's a it goes deeper than that like it's made me think a ton it made me think um for starters made me really think about being conscious and being like not just acting like an idiot as a white person it's just It's really, it brings up a lot of really interesting commentary that I was like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's deep, but it also made me think a lot about relationships in general, whether it's romantic or with your friends, and it um, made me think about kind of goals, because she's in, like, our time of life. In the show, she, she just turned 29, which I thought was offensive, because (laughs) she is just really cool, (laughs) and that's younger than me but in real it's okay because in real life she's 35 oh I didn't realize or she no was. she's 33 okay because she was born in 85 so that made me feel a little better, bit better about myself Yes. Yeah. but I mean to be fair I'm 29 now but I kind of already started thinking that I'm 30 <laughs> even though I'm not 30 till December but it was just it was just so good it makes you think about goals and just kind of where you fit in life and it's mm-hmm. just really good I also really liked that it's set in LA but it's so grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Like her apartment is just the most the most normal apartment I think I've ever seen in a show. It's not glamorized. it looks nice and cute mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like your standard apartment that you'd be able to afford. Well and I know it's like a real apartment complex in LA and people always will take pictures in front of oh. it and send it to her and she loves it. That's I know I want to so do she that. Says. <laughs> she would never lie no. so next time we go to LA we can find it that would be so fun dang now I'm really jealous but um, I also thought that it was really grounded in reality in, her, in their jobs like they all have normal jobs there's only one character that is he's in the music business he's in the music industry as like a producer but Issa she works at a nonprofit. her friend Molly is a lawyer they're just they're just normal jobs. Like, the, none of the other ones are trying to be famous. Uh Lawrence, her boyfriend, is trying to – he's, like, in marketing, like, digital marketing kind of yeah. space, developing an app. Like, those are just kind of – they're just normal people jobs. It was just – I was surprised at how relatable it was because I'm used to seeing shows where, especially if it's set in L.A., everyone's trying – like, a struggling actor or they hate their job and aren't fulfilled by that. But, like – Issa, especially, I mean, especially in the first season, she is, like, trying to kind of find fulfillment in her current job, mm-hmm. which is a very real, relatable thing. Yeah. It's just very grounded in reality, which surprised me. And I really liked that about it. Well, this leads right into um, <laughs> our final segment of our TV Boyfriends of the Week. Maybe the most important segment yeah. of the show. Except I really struggled this week because... <laughs> marvelous mrs mazel <laughs> marvelous mr mazel <laughs> doesn't do it for I really you i wrote in my notes m MMM. it's so <laughs> long um, there's no like real hotties in that show there's no re- like it's a very female oriented show which yeah. is what i love about it but also made it hard to choose a tv boyfriend of the week mm-hmm. and well in the what's the actor's name who plays her husband um, Michael Zegan. Yeah, he is cute. It's he just that the style of the cute, show isn't that cute, in, in my show, opinion. He's not, yeah. But he's in the movie, he's in the movie uh, Francis Haw yeah. opposite Greta Gerwig. Mm-hmm. And he's, to me, he's really cute in that yeah. movie. But that wasn't what you watched. No. So, so can't I choose it. Choose him. So, I'm actually choosing Issa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a great one. Because Crush of the Week. I know you're not caught up, so I won't give it away well and also because i wouldn't give it away on here anyway but she she takes a really big step as far as her life choices goes in the most current episode and i was just really proud of her and so she's my crush of the week that's a perfect choice thank you Mm -hmm. i was really struggling but i feel good about it yeah who's yours mine is also from insecure it's her boyfriend Lawrence, who's played by Jay ellis and it's a little bit of a tricky choice because I don't love his personality. Even yeah. though in the second season finale, I watched it last night and I teared up. It's I know. Really emotional. Yeah, he does really, he wins you back. Yeah, for sure. And well, and he like shows up wearing that outfit. He's wearing mm-hmm. like, he he's very attractive, but he's also what I'm even more attracted to than his, like, beautiful face is his style. Yeah. He dresses perfectly. He wears amazing shirts and shoes, but I was most impressed by his pants. They're all perfect. Yeah. Perfect cut, fit perfectly. Whether he's wearing, like... Well, at the beginning of the show, he is, like, maybe the ugliest sweatpants I've ever Mm -hmm. seen. But then as it goes on, he improves the sweatpants game, and just... He just looks amazing. Well, and I love when they... Show character development through their style. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah. And it's so accurate. Yeah. And then, also, I his hair and his facial hair are just immaculate. Yeah, they're perfect. He's very beautiful. Also, yeah. I saw on Instagram this weekend that he is in John Legend's Fantasy Football League. So... Another friend of our personal friend, yeah. Chrissy Yeah, one more in to get into hanging out with Chrissy, mm-hmm. having her make dinner for me. Yeah. So, yeah, he's my TV boyfriend of the week. Love it. That's it. Yeah, that's all we got for you this week. Thank you for listening, and hopefully we captivated you enough so that you'll <laughs> listen again next week. Because we'll be back whether you like it or not. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>